Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have me, sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. This is Eat and Drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. The podcast where back of house Sally and front of house Marco talk food and drink. Heads up. These two spent decades in restaurants, so some mature content and language is bound to come up. Get ready for Eat and Drink. Forks up. All right, you're listening to Eat and Drink. I'm going to start with that, Ali. Yeah, that's a good way. That's a good place to start. I mean, that is what uh, what we're listening to. Uh, that is Marco Timpano. I'm Ali that Hassan. That is Ali Hassan. Yeah, we, okay, let's double up. Let's double up on the Ali Hassan today. We are, uh, we're pretty pumped. We got a special guest in and uh, so far, no pressure on this guest, but so far the guests we have uh, bringing a lot of fascinating um, information, great backgrounds. Uh, Zach, you're in good oh, no. Let me say that. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, you're in great. <laughs> oh my! Yeah. Um, they, listen, they're far. They're far more fascinating than me. So you know, <laughs> you always you always get a treat with our guests. Doesn't take much though. It doesn't take much. My five year old is more fascinating than you, buddy. Hey, true. I, I'm gonna have to start telling some lies here, Jasmine. <laughs> embellishing myself. Well, no, well, not at all. In fact, okay, so let's let's introduce you, Zach. Your last name is Kivas. Is that right, or is have, have you right. taken on yeah, a persona? No, I that that is 100% correct. That okay. is uh so yes indeed. Zach and, and you, his wife Amy are are the uh the brains, the founders of Kevas Fine Beverage uh company. That's correct. We've been talking about your products now for easily two months. Man, I I I know I couldn't believe when I when I was listening I can uh, we got so excited especially when you guys did the pie mate. That was uh that was awesome. Yeah. It was a pie mate is one of my favorite cocktails that I've had on this yeah, show. I can you. tell you, and I'm not saying that because you're here, because if your syrups were bullshit, I would tell you thank to your you. face over the internet. <laughs> but but uh, sincerely, I love syrups. Ali can attest to that. And yeah. your lavender jasmine syrup, making the pie may is out of this world. You know what? That's Amy's favorite syrup too that we did. And it, it was probably the most challenging to do because it was so hard. To, we, we used so much lavender in that syrup and to track down that much dried and it ha- we wanted to do all ontario so finding all ontario lavender was like nuts but totally right. worth it all right but before we get into the syrups we should we should introduce you and sure. what, your, what your company does yes absolutely um do you want do you want me to tell you a little bit about it or the the yeah, kind please of please do the, the I think nobody and... would be better qualified than you to do that zach just do it well you know maybe my wife but but uh no i would love to nobody out of the three of us i meant She's on she's on baby duty right now. Okay. Henry's uh, running rampant here, but uh, kvass like the reason we started kvass kind of an interesting thing too means yeast in Slovenian, um, which is our last name. So it was kind of like written in the stars from the start. And when I was a kid, I hated it because everyone had these cool like I'm sure timpano has something to do maybe with music or or something. It no, it means degenerate in Italian, but uh, I think we can kind of relate to you. You're, you're actually a few levels above him. Degenerate, degenerate drummer. Hey, that's you know what. It's better than a lot. You could it could be worse. That's Kavas. I was happy to you know. Now it's kind of great to have that as our last name. Um, but we we started the company because uh, we Amy came from both of us came from a winemaking background, and that's kind of how we met. And Amy started working. She worked at uh, Dylan's Distillery when they first opened, and then I was working at Ravine, and then I took a mixologist job. And uh, we were kind of building up, you know, all of our alcohol rep 
together, I guess, trying to work in every part of the industry. Amy moved to managing a brewery after, and we loved going for cocktails. And, and the hardest thing was going to bars and, you know, having a drink and then realizing it's damn near impossible to make at home because there's so many ingredients and it's so expensive. And, you know, bartender talk can get very confusing very quickly. Zach, it sounds like you and Amy had booze in your blood working oh, all around the booze industry. We, we definitely, we definitely did. It was like, um, it's been, you know, in both, in both of our lives for a long time, Amy grew up on a grape farm. Uh, her parents grew grapes in Niagara on the lake. And then, uh, my mom, uh, and my sister were in the food and beverage. My mom managed a few wineries in Niagara on the lake growing up and her cousins actually started Henry Pelham, um, winery. So that was, you know, we've been in Niagara for like 250 years, which is crazy. And the um, other thing that you haven't m mentioned, Zach, that kevas means yeast, but kevas is also a drink. It is a, it is. It's a slightly alcoholic, uh, fermented drink that is in, totally. you mentioned Slovenia, but I think it's all over Eastern Europe, Russia as well. Yeah, it's huge in Russia. And it's like, we thought about making it here. That was when we started, we we're like, do we make kvass? But, um, you know, it's a slow build and people, especially you know, North Americans, we're not really used to those flavors because what you do is you take heavily toasted bread, almost burnt, and you steep it in water and the yeast from the bread, uh, you've put in a little bit of sugar or honey and you can put in apples or beets. Um, it ferments for like three or four days and then you get this kind of slightly carbonated, slightly alcoholic beverage that really tastes like you're drinking bread. Yeah. And, um, you know, who doesn't want that, Ali? <laughs> I mean, call me crazy, but I, I kind of like the bread before it goes in yeah, the juice, you know? Me too. That's kind of, the, and I, I still like the beet kvass is phenomenal, but the, yeah. the straight bread one, I, even I'm getting used to still. Um, and maybe we'll put it in a cocktail one or make a syrup. But that was, that was the reason we started the company was people started coming into the bar and that I work at, I, I manage, um, Wayne Gretzky Estates bar in Niagara on the Lake. And they kept coming in there and the bar I worked at previously and they wanted to take home simple syrups. They were bringing in Tim Hortons cups and Mason jars and just saying, you know, I'll give you 10 bucks if you fill this with some simple syrup. And, uh, finally I said to Amy, I said, you know, we've been making these at home forever. We just got to start bottling them. And, uh, we did one run of like 350 bottles of the ginger wildflower. And it, I think it's sold out in, in like two days or a day and a half. And, We've just kept running with it. So this was you started this while you were at Wayne Gretzky's. You were still employed yeah. at a at a vineyard, and this was kind of a side hustle. This was a side hustle, and they were like, uh, you know, it's kind of it's interesting because you grow up in this industry, and um, everybody wants to work for the you know the small, and it's great to work for small businesses, um, especially to get your bones and to learn stuff. And sometimes big companies get kind of a bad rep, but it was really like Peller because Wayne Gretzky falls under the Andrew Peller brand mm -hmm. and they really uh, nurtured our brand Kavas and they, uh, they've, you know, been the most supportive people in my learning because uh, they really wanted a craft cocktail bar. So instead of, you know, putting a, a big budget or a small budget on things and, um, you know, maybe not compensating you enough. That's the hardest thing, right? Is sometimes you get involved in small businesses and, and just the way it is. Um, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, but it's, it's sometimes hard for compensation too. Right. Sure. Um, sure. 
so I was starting a family and wanted a house and, um, you know, they said, well, we'll, we'll compensate you fairly and we'll give you whatever tools and money you need to set up this bar. Um, and then when I started my syrup company, uh, they were one of the first customers. So, um, but did they, did they pour any, did they pour any of that Wayne Gretzky money into your company? That's they, my <laughs> they did not. They, okay, okay. You don't have not. to answer that. You don't have to answer that. No, they, I think that's they, still very supportive and 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 nurturing. Sure. I, look, man, I used to be. I used to manage a a, a restaurant, uh, an Indian restaurant in Montreal, and I used to cater on the side. Catering was my side hustle. And one day, the owner goes, "You know, I see you going for these catering events." I want to make some of that catering money. So we should yeah. do it together. You know, and then I was like, but what's the point? I already make so little from catering. Now I got to give you the money. Totally. You know, he just kind of took over my thing. Uh, totally. So I like that story a lot, Marco. You, and really- you know what? That's that's totally what it is too. They they wanted me to kind of grow something on my own. And and they're one of our, our best customers. So they, they support us that way, which is great. Listen, um, I was just being an asshole there. Oh, I was yeah, just being no, an asshole. Fine. I'm, I, don't worry. That's Uncle okay. Wayne's happy. Trust me. Good. Good. We want him to be happy. He's uh, happy. And if he's not happy on the uh, ice, at least he's happy with a drink in his that's hand. That's it. Happy with yeah. the ice. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, I want to talk to you about your syrups. So yeah. I, I've mentioned this on the show. Ali has syrup in his hot little hands. <laughs> these, these syrups, I've made simple syrups, but there's your simple syrups or your syrups, I shouldn't call them simple, are fantastic. <laughs> oh, man. What, what do you do? They, they, what I love about them in particular is like you can take a simple syrup that you make in home, at home and put it into your cocktail and it tastes great. But yours, you don't even have to have booze in it. Yeah. I'm going to put some in, in some uh, iced tea right now and enjoy it while we're talking. Man, so tell, love it. tell us about your syrup. Why are they so great? Well, you know, thanks a lot for saying that, man. That's, uh, we, we always wanted it to be able to stand on its own without alcohol, um, you know, to be put in iced teas or coffees. And what makes them so good is number one, uh, we use all raw ingredients and, uh, you'll see on a lot of syrups, what they'll use is, and, and other products is essential oils. Uh, and it's really easy, really, really easy to, uh, get into that because when you're making them or, or maybe you're using a co-packer or whoever you're making your products with, they'll always try a lot of times, not always, but you'll be tried to talk into using those oils and, and you'll try and talk yourself into using, you know, flavorings and oils because it's much easier to work with. Um, in a sense of, you know, for our cranberry syrup, it would have been way easier to use cranberry juice or, uh, a liter of cranberry extract and actually having to use, you know, five kilograms of, of real Muskoka cranberries. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason why we do that and why we do that with all of our syrups using these raw ingredients is because extracts and oils miss out on all the other great flavors that come with um, that particular ingredient. And an example of that's in our, in our Northern Maple Old Fashioned, we wanted to give people, an, uh, you know, kind of Canada's best old fashioned and what encapsulates Canada and, and what flavors um, go with whiskey best. And in order to do that, we had to incorporate a bitter element into the syrup so that people didn't have to add bitters because in old fashions, you generally have to add uh, bitters. So we took hickory wood, uh, big chunks of organic hickory wood and steeped them in hot water. 
and that hot water would become bitter and you'd get that nice smoky hickory flavor um, from the water. Sorry, that's my pup barking. He likes and, hickory, apparently. Oh, he's she like, loves did hickory. Somebody, did like, somebody, did somebody just say hickory? <laughs> Myrtle, come here. Come. And yeah, so that was our bittering agent. But then we also found um, vanilla beans, which were you know really expensive to use in that syrup. Boiling the pods also added a, a bitter element. Mm-hmm. And then we could use the beans as the, the, you know, the bulk flavor or the bulk vanilla component to the syrup. So it was a, a win-win on that side. Um, but and then I baking guess spice also, just as you, as you it. talk about ingredients, the one, the one, one that, that wasn't mentioned as I read about it online right now is the, you got the syrup, the vanilla bean, uh, hickory and baking spice and uh, right. just add Which is like clove and cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Um, and tons of clove. And, and, you know, that's what, uh, totally, that's what makes the syrup so good is that we put all those, we wanted to, you know, when you were saying they're not simple, it's kind of true. They're kind of, we should call them difficult syrups in a sense, because yeah. everything has different boiling times. And, uh, we wanted to put all the flavor in the syrup so that you didn't have to go and spend tons of money on liquor or liqueurs. What's so nice about it too, is if you're a fan of the old fashioned cocktail, you don't have to, you, you just need the syrup, Ali. You don't have to get uh, the bitters like you were talking no. about. You don't need a, uh, a sugar cube, which always drove me crazy. It's like, why do I need a fucking sugar cube yeah. in, in this cocktail, right? Yeah. Like, where do you even get that, right? But totally. you, can just, you can just use a, an ounce or two of your bitters with your uh, whiskey rye, and you've got yourself the perfect old-fashioned. If you want to get fancy, a little orange peel, and you're laughing. That's it. Orange peel sets it off. It's it's perfect that way. And, and sugar, like uh, if you read a lot of bartending books from the early 1900s, late 1800s, you'll see a lot of use of super fine sugar, sugar cubes. But what bartenders started finding was that it was a very, because the original cocktail, which we, I mean, we could get into cocktail history, but the original cocktail was, you know, said to comprise of sugar, water, bitters, and alcohol. And uh, that's why we try to put the bittering component in all of our syrups. But sugar was really hard to mix. If you ever make an old fashioned with a sugar cube, you'll find a lot of the sugar clumps to the bottom. And it'll, every old fashioned will be different because you're going to get different sugar mix mixing the alcohol ratio every time whereas if you use a syrup it's liquid so it mixes right in and you can get the same drink every single time and that's uh you know that's the big benefit of simple syrups that was really why we wanted to do those and and uh you'll see in the 50s people started switching to simple syrups instead of sugar I think, uh, Zach, you're, you're kind of, if you've listened to episodes of this show, you would know you're yes. really speaking our language because both yes. of us are guys who like, you know, when something has 20 ingredients and 15 of them are, you know, uh, unknown or unpronounceable or unnecessary, both of uh, Marco and I get pretty irate. So just to look at every single product you have, you know, I recognize cardamom, I recognize hickory, I recognize, you know, everything you have is, is, is is known and it's real and nothing artificial. So it's really, uh, you're, you're really singing. You're kind of preaching to the choir in a way here. Thanks. That's, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, you guys, we share the same uh, passion with that because sure. that was the same as me. I hated picking up a bottle and reading it and, and you're seeing, especially when it's a scientific term, like bioquinzonite phosphorus and you're sure. like, what is that doing? And why am I putting it in my body? Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, when we eat and drink things, that's, we, uh, whoever's making those products has a real responsibility. And I always like to relate it to, 
um, believe it or not, tattoos. You know, I've got a, a couple of tattoos, but I would never go to a, uh, a, a pop-up tattoo parlor downtown Niagara Falls to get a tattoo. There goes, uh, there goes Marco's side hustle, huh? Yeah. Oh, Zach, yeah. way to shit on his side hustle, but I got to needle to make Clean those needles. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, you know, when you think about it, you're putting ink into your body and you're, you, you're the reason why you want to go to a clean tattoo parlor is because that's going into your, into your system. Mm-hmm. And when we eat and drink things, you know, the same thing's happening on a, on a, you know, maybe not as, as, you know, molecular level as something going in your blood, but we're, we're consuming it. And we wanted to make sure whatever you're consuming from us is delicious and not going to hurt you and, and not going to do anything you know no weird ingredients that you might not understand so yeah just to underline that point so i've got a bottle uh, i've got the lavender jasmine in my hand and your ingredients on this bottle are water sugar honey lemon lavender cardamom and jasmine tea that's it that's it that's it in this bottle man when i rarely see products that just have all natural ingredients and, you, and yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's quite a feat, I have yeah. to say. And I also wanted to ask you, Zach, about the vegan element. You mentioned vegan friendly. Why was that important to you guys? Yeah, so that was important because, uh, you know, vegans are, uh, you know, becoming more and more. There's more and more vegan diet people now. Mm. And um, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm vegan, I, I'm, but I'm, I'd say I'm close to a vegetarian. Most of my diet is, is, is vegetables. Um, and maybe meat on the side, you know, I'm not going to turn down a slice of pepperoni and cheese. There, yeah, no way. It's, it's tough. The best. It's tough. I, your, wow. old, your old employer, Ravine Vineyards, served me the best ribs I've ever had. Oh ever my God. Aren't remember they those? good? They're so, I was so sad. They, I didn't get to go to their Canada day thing this year. Yeah. They usually have the best fireworks show and the ribs like were unbelievable. Yeah. I um, still remember them. Incredible. That was two years ago. Exactly. Incredible. <laughs> and that was like, yeah. we're really derailing this plant-based train. Right Man, now by talking honestly, about it sucks, but the meat meat is so good. And every now and again, as long as it's you know fairly raised ethical, well, that's a whole another ball game. But you know, with with vegans, the reason why we wanted to do a vegan whiskey sour syrup was because uh, whiskey with our, our sour syrup vegans uh, were never really able to enjoy whiskey sours because it always contained egg white. And right, I found out the hard way. I was working at a bar and I kept getting sick and I had to go home and I. I ended up like throwing up a couple times at work and I had to go for an allergy test. And he's, he said, well, one of the things you're most allergic to is raw egg white. And he's like, but you don't have to worry about that. Cause you're never eating raw egg white. And I'm like, man, <laughs> I, I eat them literally every single day. Like I, you know, I have to taste every cocktail. So yeah. that was important to me to give people that option. And then, uh, the other thing was, uh, real hardcore vegans also won't eat honey. Um, because they see the bees as, as being part of the, the vegan lifestyle. So we couldn't put any honey into the whiskey sour syrup, which was the thing I thought about sweetening it with first. Um, so I had to, I wanted to incorporate a, an Ontario product that was sweet. So I ended up finding a way to incorporate maple syrup into it um, because it works so well with the oranges and the spiced ginger. Um, so that was uh, that was kind of cool, and we wanted to do a syrup that literally everybody could have, no matter what your diet is. The whiskey sour syrup, um, it's, it uses chickpea flour. I see um, that. I have it right in front of me. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Eh? It was like yeah. it was. We tried uh, using aquafaba originally, which is the water from chickpeas. Yep. Yeah. But the only way we could get that was through cans, 
And we did a couple of tests and after a month or two in our test batches, it started tasting metallic. I see. Um, so First, we had to, plus you had a lot of leftover chickpeas, dude, I, I would have started a hummus <laughs> company. It would have been Kavaz buying hummus go. It would have been insane. We, I would have had to invite you guys over and we would have had to beg ravine for some ribs and we'd be sitting with a bucket full of hummus, which yeah. honestly sounds like it's, good it's not the worst. No, Marco and I would have traveled tonight on the lake thinking we're going to have some great drinks. Meanwhile, we're just stuffing ourselves with a chickpea puree for eight hours. Honestly, exactly hey. the party we thought it would be. Sorry, guys, no cocktails, just just hummus today. Yeah. But that well, was, uh, you know, we we had to find an alternative, and I was reading and reading and reading and and you know really pulling my hair out trying to think of how I was going to do this. And uh, it was all on how you incorporate the chickpea flour because it kept clumping and and getting too thick. Um, and finally, we kind of figured out a way to incorporate that flour into the syrup. And um, I'm, I'm just so happy with it. People are loving it. And the only feedback we got, I was being super critical on myself. And in the first batch, um, it was sour and sweet, but it was just a touch too sweet. So um, in this batch we just did, we, we upped the sourness. Um, so it's, it's only like 9 or 10 grams of sugar per cocktail, which is a third yeah, not a quarter of what you're getting in, you know, most coolers. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, okay. So uh, uh, can I be critical of you a little bit, uh, Zach? Man, right please now? lay it on me. <laughs> First of all, we, we don't drink coolers, me and Ali. Uh, what kind of show do you think we are? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to be critical on one thing. Now, yeah. First, I'm going to mention to our listeners, if you want to know how to get this product, go to our show notes, but also you can go to kvassfboc.com. That's Kavas, F as in Frank, B as in Bob, C as in Charlie, O as in Oscar.com. Also, uh, also F and B as in food and beverage, but sure, yeah. give, them the, uh, give them the old school <laughs> way. I like the Frank, you know. Yeah, food and beverage co. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Frank, Thank you. Barbara, Cadence, uh, and O for, of course, Oscar. Uh, okay, I'm being critical here because I really want these black pepper whiskey oh, cherries. Oh, baby. Been sold out for so long. They, they are coming. What's going on, my friend? Tell us about the product. Let me get, let me, uh, let me preach here for a second. The uh, the cherries are like we had no idea how how popular they were going to be, um, and we only wanted to use Niagara cherries because honestly, um, Niagara it's crazy. I mean, we're known for our grapes, but people forget about the other orchard fruit. We're we're one of the best orchard fruit uh, regions in Canada. Peaches, uh, peaches, man. The peach, Winona, Winona Peach Festival. If you're ever down, it's incredible. Um, but peaches, apples, cherries, pears, uh, plums. We there's this farm right two doors down from Gretzky's, and uh, I would always pull ingredients from for uh, from them for the bar, whatever was in season. And their cherries uh, are incredible. They're dark sweet cherries, and they're one of the only farmers in Niagara and the lake that spend the money to net their whole acreage of cherries, which is super expensive, Sure, um, but you net them so that the birds and, you know, pests don't get in. Um, and we decided we were going to use cherries from these guys and, and Walker's really good Niagara and the lake too. Um, so we only got, I think we bought a thousand, no, what did we buy? 450 pounds of cherries. Mm. And my poor dad, who's got hands like baseball mitts, he's got these giant hands, um, had to, I, I had an aunt, I had an aunt who had a face like a baseball mitt, but that's another story. 
she should she should meet my dad they could they could talk hand and face <laughs> they uh but my dad has no fingernails and i he he helped me like not no fingernails like he's not creepy with no fingernails they're just very short thanks for clarifying that was a very strange vision i was thinking that would be really weird uh but he uh he helped this he distemmed all the cherries with me and we thought for sure these were gonna last all year anyways they sold out in a week yeah. um which was nuts. So this year we're doing 2000 pounds and they're going to be available. We're, we're plucking, destemming, and getting them into jar the 19th and the 20th. And they'll be coming back after the week after that. And, and, uh, they're amazing. And the, yeah. the great thing, did you have them before? No. Okay. So, uh, we're on a bit of a cherry kick, Ali and I, because I discovered some cherries and Amarena. if you use I'm at cherries. If you use cherries in your cocktail, the right yeah. cherry in your cocktail, it brings it to a whole new life. It, oh. uh, the right cherries in a cocktail is great. The wrong cherries, a maraschino cherry in a cocktail, you might as well just slap me in the face with fucking muddler. I'd rather you do that than put a bad cherry in my drink. But when you have a good cherry in your drink, it's, it takes it to a whole new Dude, level. I totally agree. That's like the quintessential cocktail garnish is like cherry and olive and uh, I always found like with cherries, the reason why we wanted to do them was, um, there was a couple brands of cherries that we were buying like the maraschino and the Luxardo and they were just so freaking sweet and like yeah. just pure sugar and everyone's doing sour cherries too. And I'm like, guys, this is like, you know, why don't we do some dark sweet cherries? They're bigger. They're more robust. They've, they've got more flavor. And you're um, seeing them in whiskey. Hibiscus and black pepper. Tell me about that. Yeah. How, how did the black pepper and the hibiscus work their way into the cherries? So that was, uh, we, we did a cherry hibiscus syrup and, um, for whatever reason that I don't know why I thought about that. I was just at a health food store and I was like hibiscus, um, hibiscus weirdly almost has a tomato vibe to it. It's got like this really vegetal kind of weird fruity note. And I was thinking like cherry, like, you know, I just thought cherry tomato and I was like, oh man, like this hibiscus and cherry will go so well together. Did that. And then every time, like I said, the cherries were way too sweet. And I thought, how am I going to spice this up? Well, number one, alcohol and rye, because out of, out of the whiskeys, rye, bourbon, scotch, uh, Irish whiskey, Japanese whiskey, rye is the most spicy because rye is the most spicy grain and, and usually higher octane. And, you know, great that it grows in Canada. It's right on brand with us. So um, rye was the go-to. Then it still wasn't spicy enough. And I was I didn't want to use uh, chili pepper because it was too spicy. Um, and I was thinking black pepper. You know, people do black pepper on strawberries sometimes. Um, and it's used in cooking uh, in, in desserts sometimes. So I thought, why not try that with cherries? And the result was just like, crazy the flavor that came out it was just a little bit of spice at the end um and that was what set it off for us that and i'm gonna i'm gonna break some hearts here some people oh. go go for the pitted yeah. cherries and i am an unpitted cherry guy that's we leave the pits in and it, it, okay okay wait, can you just wait, say that, wait, say that wait, again calm down calm down wait the, the lord the that pits. you've really you've, you've said the wrong thing first of all okay i have no problem with pitted cherries I have oh, no, no problem with cherry. Listen, Zach, <laughs> oh, you no. just made my day. Oh, no. You made my week. All right. Are because you serious? Cherries are different things. When Olive is on a pizza, I am not. He, Marco says there's no reason an olive on a pizza 
should be pitted. And I'm like, well, there is a reason because sometimes you're eating pizza and you're in conversation. And next thing you know, you crack a tooth on a goddamn olive that is sitting on your pizza. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Listen. First of all, we're saving Zach's father's hands because he doesn't have fingernails. So how is he going to pit these olives? All right. right. So that's right. elbows. Use the elbows. Do a little pile drive. <laughs> yeah. Secondly, I listen, do it. Yeah. I, I can, all I can say is this: you got to eat the food the way the Lord meant it to be. Man, <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I'm like, and you know what? When you think of a, a piece of fruit, um, as soon as you take that pit out, the pit, the pit actually contains a lot of flavor yes. and. Uh, People always say there, there's this debate on arsenic in stone fruit pits. And those yeah, screw those guys. <laughs> screw those people. But there is there is arsenic in those pits, but it would take a lot, way more than a jar of our cherries to, to get you sick. And you'd have to be steeping them for a long time. Um, but if you, if, if you don't believe me on how much flavor is in the pits, um, if you've ever had Di Serono or any kind of amaretto, um, yeah. The way that's made, that noya is made, that we make it at the bar, is by steeping apricot pits in alcohol. There's no almond. Everybody thinks it's almond flavored. There's zero almond in amaretto. It's it's all stone fruit pits. So peach pits and apricot pits. Man, just a, just another wild? example of how the Italians have lied to the world. But anyway, that's Dude, another a whole can of worms. That's a whole can of worms. But that's, you know, and, and when you take out the pit, you're kind of removing the skeleton. And, and the cherry will start to collapse on itself. And unless you have a lot of sugar, they get mushy. Looks um, like hell. Looks like hell, yeah. Looks like hell. So we, we take the stems off because I, I hate going into a, a jar of cherries and it's like you just came out of the black lagoon you got seaweed all over you and when you put in a fork and you get like 12 cherries and there's syrup all over your bar so we de-stem so you can get a, a bar spoon in there nicely and get one cherry out um, but we leave the pits in for flavor and for structure so there uh you know there's a reason we do that and we the reason we de-stem is because when you take the stem off, it makes a tiny little hole in the cherry so that over time, all that syrup, whiskey, pepper, it can all leach into the cherry. Mm. Um, and you've got this beautiful whiskey cherry ready to go. So those are, uh, I'm, I'm really pumped about those. That's They're- very, very interesting. Exactly. Because, you know, a long time ago, I'd heard with tomatoes, if you don't want them to ripen too fast, you keep the stem on the top. You remove the stem, right. moisture sort of goes into that hole. That's right. And, uh, and that's good if you want it to ripen. And I never put that, together with the, with something like a cherry and and obviously it's obvious once you remove the stem you you uh, you create this little gateway over time for uh, all the flavor to get in flavor yeah totally and that's like sometimes you'll buy whiskey cherries and they've got the stems on and you wonder why you know you get that surface flavor um but you don't get anything on the inside and it's it's because there's been no perforation there's no way for all that flavor to get in um so that's like some of the cherries the longer they sit like ours by Christmas time are incredible. They're, they're so good. It's like eating the worm at the bottom of the tequila. It's like eating point, the huh? worm at the bottom yeah. of the tequila. That's it, man. Except that's, it's, it's not a worm. It's a cherry. Like you really. It's a cherry. Yeah. <laughs> Just imagine those cherries on ice cream, on vanilla oh. ice cream, Ali. Like, yeah. you know, you've got the booze in it. You've got the cherries. You've got the, the hibiscus flavor, a little black pepper on vanilla ice cream. It's the end of the world. And I haven't even tried it yet. Yeah. I'm right? slathering them on my naked body as soon as I, uh, <laughs> as soon as I get my hands on them. Oh, dude. The week after the 19th. But it's worth it. Yeah. (laughs) And wait till September. We're releasing uh, the first hot sauce ever for bartenders. 
Okay. What? Okay. Come on. Yes. <laughs> too much. Too much of this publicly. This is the first time I've said it, but we're doing it. We're releasing. Um, there's no hot sauce for cocktails, and oh, I, there love, isn't. I love I love spice and drinks. And, and the reason I've tried adding hot sauce, but they all contain garlic and onion, and and those those flavors, unless you're making a, a Gibson or a Martini, aren't great. Um, so I want we wanted to make a hot sauce that you could use in Negronis and whiskey sours and Aperol spritzes. Oh wow. Uh, so it's called Bartender's Tears, and it's coming out in September. Breaking news, oh, man. You heard it here news. first. Heard it here first. Honestly, there's going to be, yeah, it's going to be huge. Well, Zach, I'll promise you this. We will make a cocktail with your Bartender Tears and and review it on this show here. So Dude, that, uh, I'll, you know, I'll get you guys a bottle for sure. This is, this is just, listen, you've got your Northern Maple on t- Old Fashioned Simple Syrup, the Muskoka Cranberry Roseberry, Rosemary Simple Syrup. You've got the Whiskey Sour Syrup. Yes. Uh, one of the things I really respect about what you do with your syrups, and you've mentioned it a couple of times uh, already, but you use Ontario products. Yes. And, uh, it seems like that's important to you. And I love, I love a place that creates a product and they use locally, local, and they source locally. Totally. And, and, uh, I'm so happy, you know, you're on the same page with that. And that's, you know, the syrup, we do the cherry hibiscus too. That's why we wait and we do it a limited batches because we wanted to use not even all Ontario. We wanted to tighten that up to Niagara even, um, cause we wanted that so bad, but, uh, you know, I'm lucky that my wife, she went to school for globalization before winemaking. Uh, that's Amy. Amy's the other half of the business and she, uh, you know, she does everything on the back end, the Instagram, the business side, the um, sales, the packaging. She's she's like dream come true. And with her globalization background, one of the things we wanted to do when we started was, you know, she wanted to promote Ontario agriculture because she would she was traveling to uh, all over the world, especially with she wanted to study coffee. So she was going to Tanzania and Zambia and seeing how important coffee was to these cultures. And she kind of said, you know, well, our fruit and our agriculture is so important to Ontario um, and all of our, the products we produce. So why don't we use products from our own backyard into, you know, in our own products. And um, that was when we started using like the, the biggest thing is using honey from uh, Ontario. It's really important to us because if when you're when you're eating honey, you should be ingesting honey that's from your own locality because bees pollinate and they get all these allergens. Um, when they pollinate, they collect all these allergens. And, and if you eat enough local honey, you'll start building up your own immunity to allergies oh, and wow. save some money on the reactant. So it basically, <laughs> if you drink enough cocktails, you might become uh, not allergic to those ragweed and pollen anymore. Oh, take that antihistamine. Take right. that big pharma. We don't need you. You can have a whiskey sour or you can have a reactant. Like what, you know, the answer is easy. Dr. Kavas in the house. Literally in the house, man. Step step aside, Oz. <laughs> I like what you're saying. You know, the timing of what you're saying is so interesting because I uh, I parted ways with a, a delivery, a food delivery service. I, I won't name them yep. because it, this, it, this is not a flattering light that I paint them in. But I was, uh, for the last, I guess, couple of years, we would once a month get a delivery from them. And the reason we went with them is because they valued local, local, local. It was a big deal for them. Now, I understand, you know, Mark, when I talk about the bananas and avocados can't be Ontario grown, I get it. But, right. but really, uh, like 2% of what they had seemed to be local. Like nothing was local in the end. It was right. all Mexico and California. And then, uh, Which so is really, it's too bad. I, 
I got the email this morning where where one of the you know CEOs or, or one of the founders was like, "Look, we value your business. We see that you haven't uh, you you've kind of removed your uh, your basket, your recurring basket. And uh, uh, is there any feedback we can get? Because it's so in my mind, I've been trying to compose a politely worded email about your claim to be local is kind of bullshit. You know, I don't know how to say it <laughs> yeah. exactly, yeah. but I do value that as well. And, and you just illustrated exactly why we should be valuing that a- anytime we can. And of, of course, there are times where, you know, you're not going to get uh, locally grown everything. It's just not possible. But where you can, there's no reason you should opt for something from another country when it grows right in your backyard. I I totally agree with that. That's, that's you know, if, if, if you can get and the other, you know, the other thing to go with that, Ellie, I, I, which I agree, is um, we're very impatient in North America. You know, we want, we we don't want to wait for things. And if you buy things that are in season, um, you know, peppers will will come up soon-ish, and all of our fruits and vegetables will really come up in September and August. And then you can get creative canning. Um, you can buy a lot of canned goods and frozen vegetables that are still Ontario. Um, so we gotta, you gotta kind of wait for what's in season. That's what being sustainable is all about. Right. And, and if these guys are not using, cause there's vegetables that come up all year round, uh, even in winter in Ontario. So if, if they're not making use of those in their baskets, then I, I think there's definitely a problem because, or they're not looking hard enough because they could definitely find frozen or, or preserved Ontario products. Sure. That's right. I, I want to mention this too. Um, Zach, so I've been talking about using muddlers for my drinks, and I right. and I can't find my muddler. So I'm using the back of a mallet that you uh, tenderize meat with. Yeah, I noticed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to buy this for uh, Ali's birthday. So don't mention this. To him. It's already in my shopping cart for myself, buddy. You don't got to buy me anything. I got a t-shirt. I got a hey. muddler, and I'm getting a four pack. I'm. I was just Not as bad. I was reading. I'm just clicking. Oh, my stuff. Gosh. Yeah. So you've got a. A bourbon barrel muddler. And I mentioned yes. because uh, a lot of feedback our listeners give us is like, we listen to your show and then we go out, we buy all these things you talk about. So I just want to ask you about this muddler because I'm sure yeah. listeners are like, where do I get a muddler? Yeah. So muddlers are, uh, they're used for crushing and it's like a mortar and pestle for a bartender. So for crushing and uh, incorporating herbs and fruits into cocktails uh, that aren't in syrup form. And uh, we wanted to put a muddler on our website that was kind of locally made and tied into a cocktail story. And my uncle, uh, my uncle Joe and my aunt Shelly, they are carpenters uh, locally and they do a lot of food products. Like they do bowls and charcuterie boards and coasters and you name it, they make it. And I'd asked them one time because they had made me a muddler just kind of because, and I said, do you guys think you could make muddlers for us to sell on the website? And they said, well, we got these old bourbon barrels. I think they're from Jack Daniels. And they, they said, wow. it'd be really cool if we could make better from Jack Daniels or, um, four roses or they're, they're anyways, they're from Kentucky. And, um, they said, wouldn't it be cool if we made muddlers out of those? And I was like, that's awesome because you know, wood holds a lot of flavor. So when you muddle, you might get a, a little bit of that flavor from the wood, um, in the cocktail. And, uh, it was such a cool story and to be holding something in your hand to make a cocktail that was once holding the alcohol that makes the cocktail uh-huh. is so freaking cool. And I had them make them, I asked them if they could make them a bit taller than your normal mother. Yes. 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 Thank right? you. <laughs> Thank you. A little bit taller. Thank you. 
because I've cut my knuckles too many times on the top of a shaker or a, when your shaker is long, like the one yeah, I have, you're, too. you're yeah, trying to bash the shit out of, uh, let's say, um, a mint. You're you're constantly hitting the top of your fist. How annoying the shaker. And people are like, why is my cocktail red? And it's like, well, that's my <laughs> knuckle bud. So it's, <laughs> and, and no, it's, it's so annoying. And that's, I guess the one benefit of like, you know, you guys make cocktails and I make cocktails and, um, Amy, Amy and I, when we uh, create a product, we're, we create it because both of us are doing this for a living. So we're trying to f- solve a problem that we've had. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we didn't, we both had jobs and we, we mainly started the business out of passion, not, not for financial reasons, which I know is, is not good business, but, um, we uh-huh. do this cause we, cause we love it and, and cause it's something we can kind of do together. So the muddlers were us solving another problem we've had. And so is the hot sauce. The hot sauce coming out is like, well, we, I don't want garlic in my, my Negroni, but I want spice. So how am I going to do that? And, mm-hmm. and that's us trying to, you know, take another layer off of that alcoholic onion and, and put it into the, the world. You know, I, I think this is a, a little, a chance for me to say something else and promote something else. The reason we're talking about reasons of, you know, the supporting local and supporting, um, you know, seasonal vegetables. There's a, there's another thing that I really value, which is supporting a small a company. And the reason is because, uh, you know, half the time that you deal with a company, you're like, okay, marketing and manufacturing, clearly not talking to each other. You know what I mean? Right. Like you just have somebody right. hired to do sales totally. and they're like, we could do that. And manufacturing is like, we have no idea how to do that. What are you talking about? And totally. when you have a small company, not only are you, um, promising that you can do something or achieve something it's born out of your own very experiences as you're just talking about with the um, yes the hot sauce and the muddlers and all that so it's i don't know i think that it's so great to have you know marketing and manufacturing talking to each other for for lack of a better yeah, way to describe. under the same roof and and you're right when people start a business usually it's not because they're you know unless it's like the scrub daddy, which was on like shark tank, that like little sponge that made $10 million, whatever it was. Um, you know, people are usually starting small businesses because it's something that, that they're really passionate about and that they, they care about. So you're not, you're getting products that are, that, that they've put their heart and soul into because they have to, it's like, you know, watching college basketball, you watch those guys and they're not in the NBA yet. So they, they have to play as hard as they can and, oh, and they're not playing for, for money. They're, you know, they're playing for a chance. Raptors 905, bud. It's a great time. It's great it. time for the whole it, family. It's I'm... a great time. <laughs> all right, Zach, before we get going, I want to yeah. just uh, say a couple of things. First of all, I want to uh, send a shout out to a friend of the show, Jenny Arena, who uh, is the person who introduced us to yes. your product. Oh man. No the way. OG. Thanks, Jenny. Jeez. Yeah. She's a, a strong Jenny. supporter of, yeah, local stuff, and she she's she's just tremendous. Um, so the other thing I want to ask you, uh, Zach, before we go, you you mentioned the hot sauce. Do yeah. you have any other syrups that are going to be coming up that maybe we can get a sort of sneak preview of? Yeah, uh, we have we have a lot in the. So usually when the year starts, we we have this big chalkboard at home and we go through and we say what what are we going to do this year? What do we want to create? And, uh, usually we try to release a new product as long as it's something we really want to do every three or four months. Um, because we, we have so many ideas we want to get them in bottle. So the hot sauce is going to be September. And then we're hoping, we're hoping to release, uh, eventually a hopped syrup. Oh, wow. Uh, 
which would be really cool. And uh, we were going to call it hop squash and do like uh, basically a syrup that you could, because a lot of breweries uh, don't want to brew a non-alcoholic beer because it's, you know, it takes up tank space and it's getting it in a bottle and, and they just don't want to deal with that. So if we could give them a syrup that, you know, people who can't drink beer could just add to soda water and it tastes like beer. Um, that's kind of in the works for, I don't know if that's going to be this year or spring next year. And then um, we're hoping to release a line of syrups more geared towards uh, hot beverages, coffee and tea. Um, So you can keep an eye out for that too, because that's, you know, we are, we we call ourselves Kvass Fine Beverage Co. And we want to do it like you, like you guys said, it doesn't have to be just cocktails. Um, You know, all beverages because it's uh, especially non-alcoholic, we call them no proof cocktails and, and, uh, that's becoming really, really popular. Like being a bartender, man. Oh my God. The amount of people ordering non-alcoholic drinks, it's, uh, it's going up and up and up and up. And you, can, you can only make so many Shirley temples. You got to get something that, that oh. is different for these folks. Totally. Like give them something to play with, you know, like you can go home and, and, uh, make something amazing with even the whiskey sour syrup was shaking that literally with water. We did a cocktail. It was great. It was just, uh, it's really cool. So we're, we're always coming up with new recipes and, and Amy's, uh, you know, working hard to come up with new, new recipes too. So, um, and on your website, there is a place to put in an email address. If people want to stay up to date with, uh, with, you know, announcements about these for sure that come out, I see that right now on, on your and, website. And the great thing is that we're real people. So you can, you can email them, and, and, you know, actually talk to us if you want to find out something specific. Yeah, you can, you can actually hurt the feelings of the person who made you your can. syrup like directly. So keep those comments. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes well yes. buddy this has been you know it, this is like so organic because as marco said jenny introduced us to the syrup we immediately loved it we talked without even ever having contacted you we talked uh, in in glowing terms about your products Man. and to have you on the show yeah, talking about so your cool. products, uh, it's this is great this is truly uh, an organic thing at work and i i really really enjoyed it and we're we're happy for the success you've had and i feel you know, because I've been to Ravine so many times and I've, you know, drank enough stuff from Peller Estates Winery. I, I feel like I, I've i never seen where you guys are, but I feel like I know you. I know that environment. I know the support in Niagara-on-the-Lake. And I think it's it's so great that the, that they have you there and they're, uh, they're, they're encouraging everything you do. Thank, thank you so much. That's, that's, I'm, I mean, I'm so happy to, number one, be on this and be chatting with you guys. Um, it's such an opportunity. And love, a little known it. fact yeah. about Zach, he he was uh, studying at one point to be a stand-up comedian, and uh, yeah. stand-up comedy's loss is uh, is the cocktail world yeah. game. But I think <laughs> you, you made the right decision. In hey, Ali, uh, we'll do a cocktail and jokes night one day. We'll oh, we'll get it going with the with the icebreaker, and uh, yeah, you know, if I can if I can leave everybody with anything, you know, it's if if you can shop local as long as it tastes good and and you believe in it, shop local. If, and if you're a big company, try and support the little guys and, and pick up some of their products because it's, it's, it's important to have the big companies um, supporting the little companies too. Um, that's what it's all about. And and yeah. Marco and I both wanted to say thanks to Amy as well for, uh, yeah, for taking the time and, and speaking of the little guys, Henry and uh, and it was hey, it Myrtle. The dog you, is Myrtle. Myrtle. Yeah, she's right here. Thanks Myrtle. to those little guys as well for, for just staying chill for this long. I know you, you're – 
you illustrated exactly how busy you are and why you're busy and how you're constantly doing stuff. So for, for them oh, to give you yeah. this time, it was great for all of us. Hey, and you know what? Wait till Henry takes over the company. It's <laughs> he's one year old and I, yeah. I'm proud and slightly ashamed to say his like biggest tricks right now is he knows how to put ice in a glass. Oh, man. He, he gets me a beer from the fridge. Oh, and he, he takes a spoon and, and mixes ice and water in a glass. He's doing so Myrtle's maybe work. Maybe the going to be redundant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can go and order yourself a bottle of this fantastic syrup at kvassfoodandbeveragecompany.com, F-B-C-O, and get yourself a muddler. Get, your, get yourself in line for these cherries. I'm telling you, get yourself some syrup. You will not regret it. Man, thanks, guys. It's been a slice. Yeah, absolutely, brother. Thank you. Good luck with everything, brother. We'll see you soon. See you soon, guys. Cheers. Ali, who knew, man? Who knew Niagara Falls could provide such great stuff for our listeners? Niagara on the lake, my friend. Niagara on the lake. Very big difference. Niagara Falls provides us with pure trash all the time. They've been good at it. They've been doing it for years. Niagara on the lake. That's quality, my friend. There you go. Well, listen, I had a great time today. So did I, man. So did I. Mouth-watering the entire time. You have a muddler coming your way. I beat you to it. I'm sorry about that. Um, uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Ali Hassan. I'm Marco Timpano. Until we eat and drink again. We hope you got your fill of Eat and Drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Eat Drink. Email them your cocktail and food suggestions to podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Until the next episode, bottoms up. Bottoms up.